Welcome on to Arguing About Food, episode three. Good to have you all here. Thanks so much to everyone who commented and listened to the first two episodes. If you haven't listened to those yet, we thought they were pretty good. We talked about our five objectively best foods and then the most overrated foods, which has been a matter of some controversy. And here we shall wade into yet another controversial topic, condiments. We're going to talk best and worst condiments today. What the hell is a condiment? Yeah, well, that, that was uh, pretty difficult for me. I, I know... You yeah, I'm going to have to lean really back in my chair, things. professor style, to yes. explain it to you, actually. That's how difficult Remember it is. my pipe and yeah, spectacles. Um, I felt that it was a, a really gray and, and thin line. <laughs> um, is something that is like a spread and a dip, is that a condiment? I don't know. Is a salad dressing a condiment? Uh, but I think that you probably came up with the, the best definition, uh, whether it was Googled or personal. <laughs> no, no, it was personal. Yeah, no, I'm not taking the lazy way out. No, no chance. <laughs> I did look at the a few lists of condiments just to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. There wasn't something that I was failing to consider. But so this is my thought on what a condiment is. It is something that is added to the food. It doesn't necessarily make the food. It is just something that you could have the food without, but you are adding it to the food to enhance it. And some condiments are ingredients in some foods and condiments on other food, but we are only discussing it here in its condiment form as an basically an optional addition, right? So if we're talking barbecue sauce, we're talking barbecue sauce on a burger. We're talking barbecue sauce that you're dipping your onion rings or your fries into. We are not talking barbecue sauce on actual barbecue because in most cases, the barbecue would not be complete without the barbecue sauce. It's essential. Mayonnaise. We're talking about putting it on a sandwich. We're talking about other possible, maybe more controversial uses <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. mayonnaise. But we are not talking about mixing mayonnaise into, say, tuna fish. Because that's just an essential... When you're putting so much of it in that you really can't have it without it, then it ceases to be a condiment and becomes an ingredient. All right. I like that. And where do you stand on, you know... Um, spreads like 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 for instance and this is not on either one of my lists uh like pimento cheese is this a condiment or is this a standalone ingredient that uh you know or yeah that seems like more of an salads you know dips like are these condiments or are they not condiments you're talking about like salad dressings yeah I wouldn't consider a salad dressing a condiment unless you're just going to dip something in there. If you're just putting it on the salad, then it's an essential ingredient. And, all right, well, you know, this doesn't change anything for my my thoughts and responses. (laughs) We're good here. But uh, it it, it might lead uh, into some discussion over uh, omissions. Okay, no, that that makes sense. So we're going to do our top three and our bottom three. We start with bottom, or you want to start with our best? I think best. I'm feeling glass okay, half full today. We're, we're so positive. Yeah, we were just crapping on overrated foods last time. So let's try to be positive here. Okay, what's your number three condiment here? Um, It is hot sauce. And I know that I should be more specific. Um, I don't need necessarily to brand it, uh, but I would say vinegar-based hot sauces. Yeah. Yeah, so um, your Tabasco, your Crystal. Yeah, I mean, I think Cholula fits in there too. Um, but a hot sauce that is 
uh, sort of Latinx in uh, origin, uh, or at least style, and or Southern United States in style. Vinegar-based, usually not insanely hot. Uh, The reason that that is a parameter for me is because it makes it accessible to everyone or or usable by everyone. Uh, If you put, you know, something like habanero carrot, you know, hot sauce from this local shop, sometimes that's going to be a little bit too crazy on the Scoville scale. It's not going to fit with every dish that you might want to put hot sauce on. And I think that these vinegar kind of based ones can go on a lot of foods. They're the the most uh, ubiquitous. Yeah, the versatility of those is definitely something that's really important. Basically, any breakfast is going to be enhanced by that. It was very high on my list as well. It probably would have been my number four if we were taking it out. Yeah. Four. And yeah, you can get it really hot if you would like, but you don't have to. You can put some ingredients in there so it has different types of flavoring. What is the best hot sauce of this ilk? I mean, you know, I think we actually agree on this one. It's crystal extra hot. Yeah. Hands down. Can't get it though. It's it, you, yes, you're you like can. ordering on Amazon for three hundred dollars <laughs> a bottle. Um so a few trips ago to New Orleans, uh, I I didn't go down there with a car. A friend of mine w- had driven, took a trip to the Walmart there, and bought me every and these were the large bottles. I don't I don't know. I'd say you know more than twelve ounces. Bought me every bottle of Crystal Extra Hot that was on the shelf. <laughs> so I flew home with uh, I think like eight bottles of, of it. It's pretty awesome. And then as a wedding gift, I also received Crystal Extra Hot. Nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't, I don't know exactly where it is that you stop being able to buy Crystal Extra Hot in stores, but it's definitely a bummer once you pass that line. I gotta tell you, it has, uh, it has surfaced in Chicago and I am thrilled. Really? Uh, Friends of mine know how much I like it and they will text me pictures from supermarkets and say, oh, it's here. So it is at uh, Pete's Fresh Market in Chicago. Mm. And I don't know of anywhere else, but it's there and it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, Pete's better just prepare for this tsunami of people. <laughs> when you consider the sheer number of people that listen to this podcast, first of all, <laughs> and that live in Chicago and will be craving Crystal Extra Hot, there's going to be a line out the door tomorrow. Yeah. If they, if they, they better fix any staffing issues real quick and just prepare to manage these crowds Black Friday style. They got to be ready, get the legal team ready in case people get sued, <laughs> trampling each other to get to the Crystal Extra Hot. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you put that disclaimer out there because we could get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, you know That's what true. Is, we should get is, our we should get our legal team ready. Actually, <laughs> yes. Let's call your mom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I guess you. Um, the second to that though is the crystal with the garlic. It, I've never had that before. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Um, especially if you find yourself with some bland food that doesn't have garlic in it. Just like why do you even make food without garlic in it? But. Um, it, it, it definitely adds to it. And then my third in this category would be the Cholula Jalapeno, the green version. Okay. I'm going to save my reaction to that for a little bit later. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so this is one that really has been making the rounds lately. My number three top condiment. And I feel a little guilty for picking this. I didn't want to go with just hot sauce because I thought that was too obvious. I, I knew you were going to pick it too. So I, I went in a different direction here. But this is kind of a... 
the ads for this are all over Instagram now, at least for me. I'm just, I assume for other people too. The Chinese crispy chili sauce. Ooh. And that to me, the fact that it adds a texture is really enjoyable. I'm People are starting to understand probably that I'm really a texture guy due to my completely unrefined palate. <laughs> it's like, ooh, this thing is hard. I can feel it. <laughs> it's much easier to talk <laughs> about it that way than the subtleties of the flavor. And But really, there are almost no Asian rice or noodle dishes that are not enhanced by putting this in. It's got the oil in it usually also. And this is a little bit different than what you just would find on the table at an old school Chinese restaurant or a pho place or something. It's The chilies are designed to be crispier to yeah. for that to be part of the experience in addition to the oil being able to distribute throughout the dish and you can get them super hot you can get them in that Sichuan numbing style you can get them just kind of regular not that hot but still adding flavors you could throw it on eggs as well I'm just becoming such a big fan of this I want to put it in everything it's expensive but it's worth it uh you know I like very much agree with you that it's an amazing condiment but do you think that its applications are like far-ranging enough to really be in your top three yeah well yeah because you can put it in any asian rice or noodle dish that's a lot of stuff we eat asian a lot Uh, ashlyn insists upon it and yeah i I think so i i did struggle with that a little bit and yeah the louisiana hot sauce is something that you can put on basically any breakfast stuff Eh, maybe a little limited in application i would say beyond breakfast though oof no way i I mean i'm putting it in absolutely what what are you putting sorry to break here because we're trying to make these into youtube shorts that are more compartmentalized (laughs) but whatever uh (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're just gonna meander it's fine what do you what are some of the like stranger things that you'll put your louisiana hot sauce on um well this is not strange in my opinion at all but certainly in macaroni and cheese uh yeah. i i'll put louisiana hot sauce into like a, a ramen or you know some sort of uh soup of any kind not even necessarily noodle soup uh lentil soup um i think adding it on top of a chili that is maybe too mild uh i put it yeah chili chili is definitely one one that was really important is i i for a long time had a bottle of crystal at work with me when i was working in the restaurant and i put it on like a falafel sandwich i mean you know kind of I, I gotta tell you though i'm i can't do the mixing of cultures if i'm having a food ah. of a certain culture i need a hot sauce from that culture i just feels too intellectually dishonest yeah, that, it's okay. also it's also an impetus to just discover some new hot sauces as well. Yeah, that's fair. It's just a uh, you know if if that is the the hot sauce that you have available, it can it can go on everything. I mean, if you are in a situation where you can have a culturally appropriate hot sauce, I'm with you. Totally agree. But <laughs> if your option is this is the form of heat I have, it can go with anything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not quite at the point of just carrying this thing in my purse or onto every meal. <laughs> me not. Uh, me me not. Me either. Um, although I've gotten close with uh, my number one condiment, but we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> okay, let's switch up here. Your number three worst condiment. Okay, so I'm really glad that you made your definition clear earlier because I think I might get a little less flack for this. 
Um, barbecue sauce is my, yeah. my, I mean, it, I don't believe that it belongs on anything other than actual barbecue as a flavoring agent. Adding a little extra to it afterwards, fine. But it's, I think that that's still not a use as a condiment. That's just like, oh, here's your extra, you know, of the thing it was already cooked in. Um, I've never been a fan of dipping my chicken tenders or my fries or onion rings, none of those, in barbecue sauce. It's really, uh, it's really just a variation of my number one worst condiment, <laughs> which we've discussed in the past already. No, th- that's certainly the bad versions of that are very close to your number one worst, condiment, <laughs> yeah. which, which we will be discussing soon and might be something that I agree with as well. But yeah, I think, but, and also good barbecue sauce doesn't really work that well as a dipping agent for fries or something like that i might actually put really good barbecue sauce on a mac and cheese but usually if i'm eating mac and cheese with barbecue as well yeah and yeah it's just a little too sweet whenever you get the barbecue bacon cheeseburger that's always a huge disappointment i've yes yeah. i've finally am going to stop getting that it's just too overwhelming of a flavor and particularly because most of the time barbecue sauce is being used as a condiment it's at a non-barbecue place so they got it from cisco or they got it from heinz if you're in the cafeteria you get the squirt bottle of yeah. barbecue sauce next to the mustard and the ketchup and the mayo and you just you don't want to get that barbecue sauce it's going to be too sticky and too sweet no complexity of flavor ton of sugar in it one of the worst food trends in america barbecue sauce i also think the the barbecue wing is one of the worst flavor of wings oh why would you ever like at at one of these wing places i also i think that barbecue sauce just doesn't belong on chicken like entirely i genuinely yeah Barbecue sauce belongs with pork and maybe a beef product, maybe. Um, but chicken, no. They should they should never meet. Yeah, I think so because chicken, much of your flavor is coming from the skin. And then when you put the barbecue sauce on the outside of that, you're losing that. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems like it's a masking agent when applied to chicken. It's not enhancing anything. It's not... And you're not getting that, um, I don't know. For some reason, I also feel like whenever it's on chicken, you lose the Maillard reaction somehow. Like, your chicken doesn't brown or crisp up at all. It just... Mm. Maybe it's a... It's as a result of, like, the chicken not cooking long enough. You know, because it doesn't sit on the grill with the barbecue sauce long enough before it's done, it just is, like, this, like, wet, sweet... I don't know. I'm not for it. Yeah. No, I'm very much in agreement. It didn't make my list, but it was up there when we're talking about it solely as a condiment. Obviously, barbecue is awesome. Last time we were asked about whether barbecue might be an overrated food, I said absolutely not. But that's barbecue sauce is best on barbecue. Go figure. Okay. My number three worst condiment is sprinkles. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) No way. <laughs> All right. Well, is it, it why is it just that it's so insignificant? Is it that sprinkles are good? What's what's your objection? Um, well, for a texture guy, I would argue that high quality sprinkles add something to the game there. Um, you know, they they Oh, oh, be... oh, high quality sprinkles. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, That's right. I just right. haven't been having high enough quality sprinkles because <laughs> those are so easy to find. That exists. Yeah, these artisanal sprinkles, the ones that are just handcrafted 
crafted in the back of the ice cream <laughs> shop. So readily available. All right, but I mean, if we're talking about a category, they exist and they do add texture. Uh, and and yeah, I'm laughing mostly because texture? it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's barely a condiment. It's more like a decoration. <laughs> I mean, well, that's why it, it is, sucks. Right? <laughs> that's why they suck. All right. So, but hang on. Because sprinkles in a confetti cake are not a condiment, are you okay with confetti cake? Like the, the confetti birthday cake? Not really. <laughs> All right. So, so let, let me elaborate here a, a little uh-huh. bit on, on my reasoning for not letting sprinkles. You mentioned the texture that I'm a texture guy. They ruin the texture of the ice cream, especially in if it's a cone. Putting sprinkles on a cone is awful because there's no distribution. It's all on the outside. So your first lick is just going to be all sprinkles. There's so many of them. They're so dense. They basically, you're going to have to brush your teeth 97 times to get them out of the cracks of your molars afterwards as well. Or you have to go for swallowing them whole, which is also totally miserable. <laughs> the blackberry I, I, method? The whole point of getting an ice cream or an ice cream cone is, I don't want to have to be like chewing anything. I want it's the, the be- that creamy texture of the ice cream is what's so good. And then running into the sprinkles is miserable. They're just straight up sugar. They don't really have a flavor. Oh, they're different colors. No, they all taste the same. There's no difference between <laughs> the red, sprinkles. the blue, the pink. All, all these colors, yellow, there's no difference between them whatsoever. It's so utterly artificial. It adds nothing. It's something that only a five-year-old is going to like. Putting them on donuts is just as bad as well. Just, oh, just don't do it. They're messy. When you when you dip the ice cream cone into the sprinkles, then you pull it out. The sprinkles, not all of them adhere to the ice cream cone, and they're falling all over the place. How can you? It, it's such a worthless food. There's nothing good about it. I think that maybe a fact uh, that I've never had a ice cream cone with sprinkles on it in my entire life. I, I can't even like this uh, very visual aid you just gave. I don't think I've ever even seen this before well okay well your other option is you hold the cone up and then try to sprinkle sprinkle (laughs) the sprinkles on and that that is obviously a a worthless process as well well i and what and what a terrible you on their worth but whether or not they are a condiment is a little little wishy-washy for me yeah i guess i can also add this too now that i think about it the name is worthless and simply the act of sprinkling is worthless (laughs) as well so it comes from you're just Oh, I'm going to just like kind of like when they sprinkle cheese on my Chipotle burrito and I'm like, no, put five times that amount on, please. (laughs) Ooh, you're, you're just like distributing it around all daintily like this. That's that's useless too, and that's where the name comes. The name has nothing to do with how it tastes. It's named on the way that is poorly applied to the food. Oh man, you know, in uh, in culinary school, they they teach you uh, that you have to have your uh, hand at least like a foot over the food while you do the salt. So yeah. just because of that in my life, this motion for me is just wonderful. It's like very satisfying. I love sprinkling. Yeah, well, if it's really if it's really about getting a good distribution, that's why they do it, right? So that it yeah. expands over a larger area. If you, that's how you put on like kosher salt or something on onto a dish or whatever in particular. Yeah, right. I, that's good. But they don't say, it's not, is it called sprinkling? I'm just or defending have- the verb sprinkling. <laughs> But they don't call it sprinkling. They probably call it something hottier, right? Uh, no, I mean, it's like, I don't think they call it sprinkling, but it, it's just seasoning. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what that verb is referred to in, in the kitchen, but other than seasoning. Season from a foot up. Anyhow. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Should we, so should we get my... to your your number two positive? Yes, my yeah. my number okay. two uh, best condiment that exists is uh, mustard. Again, I'm pretty pretty vague here. There's so many different types of mustard, um, and I could definitely go into like my favorites. But that is part of the reason that I think it's such an essential condiment is because of how versatile it can be and, and the wide range of um, kind of textures and flavors that can come from it. I mean, you know, you've got all the way from your Plockman's yellow mustard. Most people Wait, is think it of Plockman's? I always thought it was Plotchman. Uh, I don't believe so. Definitely something that you only see in It might be Plowman's. <laughs> no, I think it's Plotchman's. But For those who don't know, by the way, this is the mustard. It's mostly centered around Chicago that has a barrel plastic yellow shape, but then a really small applicator with a red top that yeah. is just the best way to apply mustard, yellow mustard onto a hot dog. Yeah. And I mean, French's is, is fine and all, but just being from here uh i i go with the plockman's no for sure yeah yeah but anyway you've got all the way from your yellow then you've got you know whole grain dijon you've got your spicy browns black mustards which man they're okay um and then even like chinese mustard which is I've yeah. been very I would have to put that into a second, a, a separate as category, a separate? I think. Yeah, I when mean, it's, when you get to the type where it's really just, yeah, when it's like cleaning you out the, I see what the you're spicy mustard, which I enjoy, but I think that's a different sort of thing. Yeah, I see you. Um, well, because yeah, then then Coleman's would probably also be in the in that category of a more like horseradishy, you know, nasal-defying yeah. mustard. <laughs> Um, but so, regardless, yeah. I, I love them all, but uh, I do think that yellow mustard is absolutely necessary on a lot of sandwiches, on cheese. But, well, what, what else besides hot dogs? What? I didn't even yellow, say You're talking straight up yellow mustard. Yeah, I put what it on put all of my cheeseburgers. I put it on, you know, a hoagie, which has been mentioned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, I, I don't, like yellow mustard is too basic and powerful of a flavor to me to go on a, on a regular sandwich. Oh, really? I, I, there's no reason to not just have a better mustard at that point. The only, the only thing I put yellow mustard on is hot dog. A good Chicago-style okay. hot dog. Mustard only, obviously. I don't put yellow mustard on anything else. But fortunately, it's saved by the fact that there are many other. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that yellow mustard is the thing that belongs on definitely certain sandwiches. A bologna sandwich, which I'm sure a lot of people hate, but I freaking love bologna. Um, <sighs> it is the thing that saves ham whenever I have to eat it. <laughs> uh <laughs> And, and I, I mean, basically, it pairs with shitty meats. That's what you're saying. Like, you can't put yellow mustard on a good meat. Well, but that's exactly, though. You also cannot put, like, whole grain mustard on a shitty meat, <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, I, they, they don't correlate to me. It's kind of like your uh, culturally appropriate hot sauce thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I put it on more than hot dogs. Uh, but then, you know, you get into, um, like, the more full grain mustards, and that can go on absolutely anything. Thing with bread basically um and then there's yeah. honey mustard which is uh you know a fair dipping terrible sauce. fair to middling dipping sauce <laughs> it's one of the worst it's it's one of the worst dipping sauce. that's i really that's thought about it. whether i liked it took me probably about 10 minutes just of internal review about whether i actually like honey mustard as a dipping sauce and i think i do yeah i came i came yeah. to the conclusion 
right up there with barbecue sauce, particularly when it's out of the Heinz or equivalent uh, pump mechanism thing. Honey yeah. mustard. The, yeah. Honey mustard is, is not good. I think that's just like another now, way for Americans to get sugar into their body. Well, honey is sweet, but it's not sugar. Um, do yeah, you... How much... There's no honey in these mainstream Yeah, you're probably mustard. right, There's huh? no way. It's high I have never purchased sure. honey mustard for my home, ever. So, I guess I've never had the opportunity to look at the ingredients list, but now I'm absolutely going to. I want to know. Are, are, are they pulling the wool over us with uh, this honey? <laughs> if it's actually honey mustard, then yeah, I think it could be pretty good. Uh, so, what's the best kind of mustard? Um... I think, okay, so I, I have my absolute favorite brand. It's the Coops, like stone ground, just like whole grain mustard. That's yeah. my favorite that is like nationally available as well. Um, I have a, there's this uh, Burtman's mustard from Cleveland that Eric picks up and brings home sometimes. That's, that's it. It's it's that Brown's Cleveland Stadium mustard. Yeah. Go When you put that and mayo on a sandwich, it's going to be awesome. It's, if you've had pot belly, it's pretty similar to the pot belly brown mustard as well. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the one for me is, is that brown mustard. That's so good. Yep. Uh, Cleveland does some, some things really well. And this mustard is, is one of them. <laughs> uh. Okay. My number two best condiment is the lemon slice. Oh my God. Is this just because it led to your marriage? <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Oh, um, I, you really thought outside the box and I very much appreciate that. Uh, the lemon slice, uh, please continue. Well, should we tell the story behind lemon slice first? Yeah, yeah, probably. We're, we're playing this game that we love to play called loaded questions where basically everyone responds to a written down question with an answer and whoever is the funniest ends up. I think it was, uh. And- it was my question too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh, of course it was your question. So it's basically cards against humanity, except you write in the questions. Uh, so what was your question that led to that answer? What is the best condiment to put on your face? Other than mayonnaise, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because you felt like mayonnaise was such an obvious favorite to be oh, the number yeah. one condiment to put on your face, they had to rule it out of the question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so actually it was it was my I mom's thought everyone Mary, would say mayonnaise. <laughs> my my mom's friend Mary had lemon slice and actually I went out to dinner with someone recently who's from Ethiopia and uh, is the husband of a friend of ours and he actually did use citrus I think it was lime to like kind of clean up after the meal mm-hmm. so it's actually as far as what you are going to put on your face it kind of apparently that's something that actually people do is they put citrus uh, on their on their faces or neck in his case but in any event so that was hilarious that this woman Mary said lemon slice as her condiment that you would want to put on your face and so then when i asked ashton to marry me i had two i gave her two pieces of paper to respond with one said yes and the other one was no and i crossed off no and i put lemon slice on it i'd like to believe she would have said yes had i not had that call back in my proposal but yeah anyway we're all in this grand canyon it's a good thing you did it was was, was good to to make sure by by having the lemon slice joke in there but in any event the lemon slice is great any seafood is going to be massively enhanced by it i think there are a lot of seafoods that are just you 
like if they don't give me a slice of lemon with my cooked seafood unless it has a sauce on it i always ask that they bring one and i can't i won't even have one bite until that's there because it just adds that extra bit of acid and moisture as well that's really important so obviously oysters you can't have that without lemon i don't think either i I've, i find the lemon yeah, slice way better i would than definitely the min- beg to differ there on the oyster the, what the mignonette but- sauce yeah, it's good enough. I mean, it, I love it. it over, the whole point of the oyster is that the oyster has a great taste. You want to enhance that, not overwhelm it with a Well, sauce. I think mignonette does enhance it. It doesn't overwhelm I find I just taste mignonette sauce at that point. There are really okay. a lot of subtleties. You know why they give you that little tiny spoon with the mignonette, right? You're not supposed to, like, turn it into mignonette soup. I, I get just that. Just a little but, bit. And then, but there's still the little onion things in there, too. That Shallots. can be a little overwhelming is also, yeah. Shallots, onion things. That seems like about the... <laughs> Allium family, fine. Uh, so, yeah, I, so told, I totally there's just disagree, so much though, you can, but... Yeah, you, there's just so much you can put a lemon slice on. And then you get to beverages as well. You can use it as a condiment for your beverage. How many other condiments work on a beverage? I almost picked one. Mm. It's not on my list. Okay. I can say it. Honorable mention to horseradish. Yeah. I really love... I love horseradish. And I, I granted, I can only think of like two different tomato-based beverages it goes in, but... That's a condiment. You can add to a beverage. What's the second one? Well, a michelada. It's okay. a Bloody Mary michelada and all the variations of Bloody Marys, you know. Bloody a Caesar. Mario. Yeah, right. Yeah. The Canadian Bloody Mary. Yeah, so I think just a, a lemon slice is great. It's so refreshing. It doesn't really add many calories either. You could throw it into some tuna, for example. Basically, any seafood, I'm going to be happy to have lemon squirted on there. It fried seafood as well, calamari. Anything. You just can't have any of those things with a lemon slice um how do you and and that's part of why here's part of why i have it is it is essential to the dish i just will not enjoy it unless i have that lemon slice fair enough um i i mean lemon slice is necessary for certain things how do you feel about those little mesh sort of um packages like you know they they wrap the lemon in the yellow mesh you love them oh yeah no those are great because you're always worried about the seed yeah, yeah, yeah. Going if you have a lemon. And then also when you have one of those, you got the whole half lemon. So you don't have to be stingy. You can just put as much on as you want. You don't have to be like, okay, I got to really distribute it here. I'm going to have to ask for another one if I don't have enough lemon. And I already asked for it to begin with. So I'm not going to ask the server again for another lemon. <laughs> My my stepfather asks for a lemon when he like as soon as he sits down at a table at a restaurant. And uh so now if I'm the first to arrive at the table, I tell the server I'm like, I'm gonna need like a bowl of lemon slices. A ten pops pro- probably. Uh can you just bring that over now so he doesn't even have to ask for it? <laughs> Uh, And I have a friend who demands that they bring water or lemon for the water at every restaurant. And it's just a running joke because he bats about 33% on them actually bringing bringing it. He always has to ask again. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a note on that thing. Uh, you know, as a condiment queen myself, regardless of its lemon slice or mustard or, you know, the other thing, um, I think I bet about 20% on them actually bringing it. And I do not forget to ask, you know, for the condiment I want. Sure. I say it at the time of ordering. And having well, been at, in the at, restaurant yeah. industry a long time, I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, you're writing it down. <laughs> 
Well, it's the reason is is that it's not essential, and it's a pain in the ass to just have to go back to the table just for that. Right. Well, it's just it's outside the normal course of business. You're trying to just put yourself on autopilot as a server, and for me, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I just it's it's the same thing for getting my water filled because sometimes I just don't even order a drink; I just get water. Particularly uh, when I was younger, and I was like, all right, can I am I going to order a drink that's four dollars every time, or am I just going to get more food or if I just never, I could save, you know, a thousand dollars a year by just not ordering drinks in restaurants. So I just get water and then they would, would never fill up my water and I would have nothing mm. to drink for my meal, which is difficult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the water thing is definitely different than the condiment thing, but uh, sure. I, 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 as my uh, night would progress, I would only forget those types of things when I just was, you know, too busy for my own good. Because, yeah. you know, typically the beginning of your night and the end of your night, you have plenty of time to get your mise en place and, like, do everything. Um, but it would go out from the kitchen without the thing, even if you had typed it on. And at the beginning, when you're, like, really focused and you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off, you're able to remember those things. But in the middle, when it's crazy, the kitchen doesn't notice, you don't notice, and they never get their condiment. So I'm, I'm going to forgive everyone for not bringing me my 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 favorite condiment, even though I always I, order it beforehand. I, I will. Well, and I will say this: if you want a special condiment that doesn't come with it, it is incumbent on you to tell them when you are ordering. You cannot. If you are being a good restaurant patron, wait until the meal is served to you and then say, oh, yeah, can you bring me a side of mustard? Because now they are, you. at least you, by telling them at the beginning, you're putting it on them. You told them at the beginning they should be they should be able to consolidate trips. But now if you're not even giving them the option of consolidating trips, now you're, yeah, that's just, it's not acceptable to make. And now they're the like three minutes behind, which is an important three minutes because they have to go back and, you know, acquire said condiment for you yeah because it's not they got to go back they got to ask the kitchen for it you're adding three minutes to especially at a busy place where they just don't have the time to give that to you no all right okay, what is slice. your <laughs> yeah what is your number two worst food or not food condiment ah um ready whip the kind that comes in the can that you shush out of there um, i think that uh if you must purchase a whipped cream topping it should be something that is from the freezer section like a cool whip the ready whip is just not adding anything to whatever you're putting it on top of um it's too airy it is too sweet it dissolves almost in seconds i feel like it just kind of like turns into a lake um yeah the so can might might not be functioning properly <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a big risk and then you just it doesn't actually get the air into it and then you just get this white i'm glad that you brought that it. up i was also going to say the uh integrity of its packaging and distribution method is just questionable at best uh and honestly you might have had some teenager come by and uh you know inhale all of it and now you really just have sugary milk substitute coming out of a can it's disgusting um, but it, it, like I picked it because I just like, I can't justify ever purchasing it again. Uh, I do think that whipped cream is awesome and is, uh, a value added condiment, but that particular type is unacceptable. 
I do think it's superior to Cool Whip. Ah. Cool Whip sucks too. How does Cool Whip suck? At, le- at least it's like uh, it's got some structure to it, and it holds its body. It also seems to last longer. But uh, you- you're right, though. In the end, people should just make their own whipped cream. It's pretty easy, honestly. It, they're, they're both they're both really awful. It's true, and at least Ready Whip is fun to put on, though. Mm. Out of the can, like just kind of pushing it to the side, and then you can apply it. You can make a little artistry with it. Cool Whip you're just like taking it out with the spoon and then you're like i might have to amend like, this to any condiment that comes out of a can that you hit the nozzle on <laughs> because i also hate that in cheese whiz i just think it's really strange like this is a food i'm putting out uh but then of course there's like actual uh you know foams that you put on in a restaurant setting yeah that's oh, a different I'm proud picture. to be an American. <laughs> oh, I I can't I can't with the the can and the the nozzle. No. No, I I thought about just including shitty manufactured store bought whipped cream just in general. No yeah. arguments with this whatsoever. Oh, by the way, uh, if anybody wants a very like easy way to make whipped cream, you don't necessarily need to get out your KitchenAid or like a whisk and a bowl. You can literally take a jar or like a Tupperware and put sugar and heavy whipping cream in it and just shake the shit out of it and you're going to still make whipped cream and it's going to be better than Ready Whip or Cola. All right, so what is uh, your number two? Much as I enjoy hot sauces in general, and I, I'm not going to object to you picking that as an overall category, the vinegary hot sauces, I did think that I could cat- break that off into more of a category if it was a specific brand that's so ubiquitous that you can get it at a lot of restaurants. And so I'm splitting this into two, but they both have the same issues. Regular Cholula and regular Tapatio. Ooh, Tapatio. Okay. They just, they don't do anything. They have no sp- spice they don't really add they don't have that much of a flavor either they don't really add much every time i ask for hot sauce and i'm brought those i'm just so disappointed i don't they just don't have a point they don't do anything they've if i'm asking for a hot sauce yes i realize you too many scovilles is not accessible for some people but if that's all you have at a restaurant is tapatio and cholula like it i literally cannot taste any heat from those at all and they're they're cheap they're cheap for a reason much as i do enjoy the wooden knob on the top of the cholula (laughs) that almost saves it but not really saved just, by packaging almost <laughs> you, you it's like you're just putting red food coloring on the dish they don't have any flavor they don't have any spice i haven't really tried that much this green chalua you're talking about that was probably going to be better but yeah I, they're just not good hot sauces they don't bring anything so are you disagreeing with me here? Do you have a defense of regular Cholula and Tapatio? Um, Tapatio, I have no defense of. I mean, <laughs> really, I, I 100% agree with you. I don't really agree with you on the Cholula. I think there's a little bit more heat there. And um, I personally don't keep Cholula in my home because I have better versions of that same style. But I think for a lot of people, it's a... Uh, it, it tastes like real ingredients. <laughs> I mean, it, it tastes like there's tomato and vinegar and like chili in there. Uh, it may not be hot enough for you. I, I can see that. 
Yeah, but it just, there's no reason to get it over something else. And it's just the only reason to me people have it is they either haven't experienced other hot sauces or that's just what the restaurant had. All right. I mean, I, I, I don't want to alienate like a huge faction of humans that believe that Chilo is like the best hot sauce out there, but you're wrong. I It's not the best hot sauce. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I... Overall, I agree with you. There is a better version. Go buy it. Find it. All right. It is time now for your number one best condiment. Olivia Duncan, what is it? I mean, it's almost as synonymous with me as the color orange. Uh, Mayonnaise. Specifically Hellman's, um, although there are other mayonnaises that I will Best foods is is the equivalent on the West Coast. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. the, The one with the blue ribbon. Um, mayonnaise for me goes on just so many things. I don't know that probably like, probably 20% of my diet would not be enjoyable without mayonnaise. Um, it's on french fries. It's on basically any fried potato, um, almost any fried item. I also dip my mozzarella sticks in mayonnaise. Um, every sandwich burger yeah yeah that's right i did mozzarella sticks and mayonnaise yeah that seems i'm i enjoy the fries and the mayo as well you got me into that but no i can't i can't do mozzarella sticks i think it all started when we when i was a kid and i started dipping the chicken nuggets into mayonnaise uh, yeah. And that, or or the uh, the microwave frozen Tyson chicken patties, <laughs> yes, into yes. mayonnaise. That was that was a staple. Uh, well, what that led to is it 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 was a, a gateway into any fried food dipped in mayonnaise for me. So I've been uh, I've been living a life of of that. <laughs> The the cheese and the mayonnaise texture, the melted cheese and the mayonnaise texture are just too similar for me. Uh, And also you have the perfectly awesome marinara sauce that you can just put it with too. See? Thankfully marinara sauce isn't a condiment, so I didn't have to go there. Um, Oh, no, no, it is. It's just not a good one. So... I know that you enjoy a good mayonnaise um, and that you also use it on quite a few food items. Can you tell me your other brands that you really enjoy? No. (laughs) There are no other ones. Uh, So I've I've expanded my horizons. Uh, (laughs) I like Dukes a lot. Dukes is is definitely a very good mayo. It's a a little bit tangier um, and a little less sweet, I feel. and then, of course, Kewpie Mayo, which uh, has a thinner, it's a, it's a little less viscous, um, which I think lends itself better to, uh, you know, going into like a tuna melt, tuna fish in general. Like being blended into things, it's a little bit better for that. Okay. Yeah. And mayo obviously goes on any sandwich. Sandwiches, if you have mayo as your only condiment on a sandwich, you're going to be fine. You have, you need it for the moisture, particularly if it's a hot sandwich and then it kind of starts to melt a little bit and you get that stuff in the, that's dripped out in the paper and then you dip the sandwich back into that. That's amazing as well. It goes so well together with mustard, of course, Um, the sandwich. One application that I use mayonnaise for that I I think people, I don't think I'm alone in this, but uh, I like to make a grilled cheese with mayonnaise on the outside of the bread instead of butter. But I'm wondering if that, that's probably not considered a condiment in that case then, because it's it's like necessary to the... Yeah, part of the cooking process. Yeah, I think so. You're using it almost as like an oil. 
Well, and then there is, you know, aioli, which uh, the technical definition is basically just that it's a mayonnaise with garlic. Um, yeah. Although then people branch out and you got, you know, several or many different flavors of aioli. Um, but I, I don't really want to branch out into those too much because I just think mayonnaise is the... It's all you need. You don't need an ale. You don't need to fancy it up. Hellman's good to go. Yeah. Or best foods, again, if you're a, yeah, yeah, a West Coast person. There are some really bad mayonnaises out there, though. That That is one thing to be extremely aware of. Trader Joe's mayonnaise is horrendous. I don't know what it is that they do to it. <laughs> I, I can't, I I should look at the ingredient list to try to figure out why it is so bad. There, any of these olive oil mayos are atrocious. Agreed. Miracle Whip, I wouldn't even count it as mayo, but many people use it as a mayo substitute, foolishly. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different thing. It's 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 basically that uh, salad dressing, you know, like the Heinz salad dressing sometimes comes in a packet. It's very popular in the UK. That's Miracle Whip basically and it's sweet uh, let's get into some let's get into some honorable mentions here because mayo is my number one as well so we don't need to talk about it any further some what are a few good ones that just barely made the cut for you um ranch dressing which in the midwest we actually use as a condiment um i it, it is not necessary for me in my life but it it does enhance quite a bit of foods like your chicken wings your i don't know any fried chicken item pizza people in the midwest dip pizza into ranch like pretty often i guess probably about 50 percent of people are into into pizza in the ranch so that that didn't make the list for me but uh, i think it's it's pretty high up there i enjoy a good ranch Certainly on many of the things that I love, like buffalo wings and even a thin crust pizza. But my problem with it is just getting a good ranch dressing at home, I find to be impossible. They always taste so preservative-y. There's, I don't know what it is. There, It could be the exact same product that they're getting at a restaurant. Some places actually make like a fresh ranch dressing, which yeah. is awesome. But I, I don't, but somehow whenever I get it at a restaurant, it's totally good. And then whenever I get it at home, it has this weird preservative taste like your Hidden Valley ranch, yeah. by the way, is so bad. Maybe there are some artisanal ranch. I've tried every ranch dressing brand that I can find. Tell me in the comments or, or on Twitter or whatever of whether you guys agree with me that just the salad dressing out of the bottle of ranch is just somehow always worse than at a restaurant. I don't understand what the reason is, but so that's a, a reason to knock it down a peg. And it's not a lot of versatility. It's a dipping. It's dipping, but it can't really be on something, I don't think, mm. the way mayonnaise could. I mean, I've certainly seen some some ranch on burger type people. Uh, I feel like it's actually fairly common. I will shout out, I have two humans in my life who have made some of the most amazing ranch dressings from scratch. Like, I worked with this guy, Adam, at a couple of different restaurants. And then my friend, Christine, they make the, 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 they're competing for which one is the best, but they make the best homemade ranch dressing. So every time I'm what's, trying to do that, I, I yeah. reach out for a, a recipe. What, what's so good about it? Well, I mean, fresh herbs, I think, is, is the number yeah, one. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, dried herbs that are going into these, like, bottles, they're never going to be as good as, as the, you know, kind of, like, essential oils that are coming out of fresh herbs in, in your ranch dressing. Okay. I would say a honorable mention for me, I'll call it burger sauce. It may have some other names, but it's basically mustard, or sorry, not mustard, mayonnaise, 
ketchup, Worcestershire sauce, and probably <laughs> dill relish. But the best example of it is the In-N-Out side of spread. Worst example of it is the Shake Shack sauce. Big reason why In-N-Out kicks the shit out of Shake Shack. But you could make it at home. It's Any burger basically is enhanced by this. So much better than ketchup. Great to dip in as well for your fries. Just not versatile enough, but man, I love that. Just to be clear, we are kind of talking about Thousand Island though, right? Yeah, probably. But this is okay. better than Thousand Island, I would say. No, no, I, I definitely hear you. I, I never met a Thousand Island out of the bottle or jar that I liked. But it, but that right. those are the same ingredients, I believe. Other honorable mentions for you? Uh, sambal leek, which is kind of a, akin to your uh, crispy chili oil. Um, it's a, basically a very garlicky, uh, hot chili paste that I kind of enjoy to put putting on any Asian foods. Um, I had sort of forgotten that you could even purchase crispy chili uh, yourself or like at a store for, yeah. your, for your own home. Um, so I just, I keep some ball in, uh, my fridge all the time. One more that I had that's really up there for me, butter. Butter is a condiment. Nice. Yeah. Any sweet breakfast thing, pancakes, French toast, you can't have it. That's a glaring omission for me. That sucks. Yeah. I love butter. (laughs) Butter, butter is important. It's, I mean, it's used as an ingredient of course uh, as well, but I would say if you're, for example, putting butter onto a bun before toasting it, I would still consider that to be a condiment, perhaps. Hmm, I don't know about that. I feel like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you're right, because it, it, I would consider it to be a condiment when you take the toast out of the toaster and you put the butter on. So I guess does it really matter? Yeah, if you're it's, close. It it's close. It's close. No. Any more honorable mentions for you? I think those are them. I, obviously... Both of us love, we could spend the next seven podcasts discussing all the condiments that we love, surely. But any other one that you uh, just yeah. have to mention here? Definitely Jardinera, uh, also being a, a Midwest uh, item. And that I do believe to be a condiment because you don't eat it oh, sure, on its own. Sure. Um, of it is. And I mean, it's basically, it is a type of spicy relish. You know, if, if anyone's never had Jardinera, it's basically like carrots and like hot peppers. So there's some celery and cauliflower in it and it's oily and vinegary and and spicy um and i don't put it on as many things so that's why it didn't make the the top three but there are certain things that i can't eat without it um i mean it only goes on like three things honestly though yeah but it's so good (laughs) uh but yeah no italian beef i like i like getting um jardinera as a topping on a pizza as well um or just putting it on there myself. Uh, Italian sandwiches, um, kind of like cold cut sandwiches. Uh, definitely have been known to put it on an omelet or two. So it's delicious, but yeah, it doesn't have like quite as many uses. I would probably agree with yeah, you there. Yeah, basically just hot dogs and Italian beef for me. Maybe some other kind of sausages. That's that's about it. Okay, it is now time for each of our number one worst condiments. Enough with the foreshadowing here. <laughs> Just say ketchup and let's get it over with. Ketchup! Ketchup is the worst. Uh, we talked about it, this a lot in the last pod. We probably don't need to get into it too much. Honestly, today, probably think. not. And, and, and I could probably spend the rest of my life not giving uh, a whole lot of effort to ketchup. I feel like we've, we've done this. I've said it. I hate it. It's disgusting. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to like give a lot of my time to ketchup in the future of my life. Yeah, I'm not against it. It has good applications at times, but you can just do better for any of those applications, except for one, which is, of course, breakfast sausage. Obviously. Because because we are Duncans. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, here's uh, my I number I one know, have, like, yeah. I have to ask you, though. Have you ever seen yeah. somebody who is not you, me, or dad put ketchup on their breakfast sausage? I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right. Cool. Well, we, we've got that covered then. It's just, it just makes us. sense, though. It's if, if you're fine with ketchup on a hamburger, a sausage is pretty close to a hamburger. At least, yeah. Particularly the patty breakfast sausage, which is superior to Link-style breakfast sausage, by the way. Yeah. Okay, my number one worst. I struggled between a few things here. But the answer, as a Jewish man, is parsley. Oh, God. Parsley is not a condiment. Absolutely not. No way. How is it not a condiment? It's like if you said salt. They put it on They put it on top of all this shit. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, I, you know, you've really lost some credibility with me on parsley. Well, so let me explain to you. For for those of you who are not familiar with the Jewish religion, and by the way, I'm Jewish and Liv is not because we don't have the same mom, in case for people who didn't know that about us yet, which <laughs> why would they until I just explained it. But one of the things you have to do at Passover is they give you all these things that are meant to re- represent the suffering of the Jewish people. And it's one of them plate, is, right? yeah, yeah, you, you have to dip parsley in salt water. Now, I will say, given a few of the other things that are often available at a Seder dinner, this isn't even close to the worst thing that they serve. (laughs) But nonetheless, I've had a negative reaction to parsley from the beginning because it's what's used. Eating this food with salt water is designed to mimic the suffering of an entire people in slavery for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's the the mimicking the tears, correct? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at it. But but that's yeah. It's and there's nothing good about parsley. It's way worse than cilantro, which it kind of looks like. Sometimes it's parsley and you hope it's cilantro and then it's not, it's parsley. It just doesn't give you much. It's kinda I actually think that parsley tastes the way that people who have the cilantro gene say that cilantro tastes kind of soapy. Oh. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be fresh and give a little crunch, but generally I don't really want that texture on whatever it's on top of. I guess you could make you could argue it's more of a garnish oh yeah but yeah this is akin to sprinkles it's a decoration but but a no i sprinkles is clearly a <laughs> anyway um i think the parsley. Uh, i think actually the fact that you're arguing about whether they're even a condiment is a pretty good argument for why they suck <laughs> Uh, okay. However, it's also an argument that you didn't follow the rules and they're not a condiment. (laughs) Uh... Parsley does have a flavor. Um, I think that a lot of the time its use is just to add some green for sure, especially in the applications that you're kind of uh, describing. Um, But I've had an entire pesto made with just parsley, like a parsley pesto, and they're delicious. Um, Well, as an ingredient, I'm not as against it. It's more as a a condiment. As a garnish. (laughs) All right. You're right. Uh, Every year for Thanksgiving, I cut up an extra amount of parsley so that I can, like, garnish the, the plates that I put out. And every year I forget to put the parsley on at the end because it's just, like, so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it's, it goes it's into based, the It's stuffing. being put on there. It's being put on there for aesthetics. Right, yeah. Purely um, aesthetic reasons. It I'm doesn't do anything. <laughs> 
All right. Regardless of the fact that it's not a condiment, I I can understand your your qualms with parsley. All right. Any dishonorable mentions here on on the bad condiment? Dishonorable. Um. Yeah. Right. So a one steak sauce or like steak sauce. Big time. Yeah. yeah. It, it's if if the steak is so bad that that's enhancing it, just don't eat the steak. Yeah. Probably. Or, or you know, I mean, honestly, I'm not. Um, totally adverse to just putting a tiny bit of Worcestershire sauce on a steak, like a little bit, because it's almost no, just like a salt fun. and flavoring agent. But the the actual steak sauce, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be eating the cut of meat that needs the steak sauce on it. Um, yeah, what do you got? Chocolate syrup. Ah, uh, I, like I had a feeling this Nestle's was Quick, Hershey's, whatever commercially available chocolate syrup it is, they're always pretty bad. They're too watery. The only, again, the only reason you need it is because the thing that you're having just isn't that good. Certainly a great chocolate sauce. I'm I, that I draw a distinction between chocolate sauce and chocolate syrup. I'm just talking about chocolate syrup that you just yeah. squirt out of the bottle that you make a shitty chocolate milk with as well. Just no. Um, also, from uh, bartending experience, it's so thin and watery that like it it can't be used in a pinch if you don't have any chocolate sauce or your chocolate martinis. Uh, the Hershey's can't be used because as soon as you pour the martini in, it just completely like dissolves and mixes with the cocktail. Whereas a true cho- chocolate sauce will stay you know on the outside rim of the glass and so when you pour it in it you know makes a nice pattern and all that sounds sounds beautiful so we uh, there's a couple other categories here i wanted to get into briefly things that are great but only go on one thing uh okay i can start if you want yeah yeah please smoke tabasco sauce on a chipotle burrito (laughs) cool I, I first had it. I love it on Chipotle burritos. It's so good. I bought it. And then four years later, I looked into my uh, hot sauce cabinet and it was still there. And I had only put it on takeout Chipotle burritos and nothing else. All right. It doesn't go on anything else. Yeah. yeah no, I would that, say actually that generally, generally smokier salsas and hot sauces I'm not as into. Oh, what, what about like smoked peppers in things like Chipotle, actual Chipotle peppers? Yeah, not as, not as into it. As much as I love the restaurant chipotle i don't actually like the flavor of chipotle Hmm. um as a condiment blue cheese dressing um not as a salad dressing because clearly it can can put blue cheese dressing on any salad but uh blue cheese dressing as a condiment only for chicken wings and i actually i'm a blue cheese person for my buffalo wings uh not a actually not a ranch person but it's the only thing that i would ever use blue cheese for as a condiment yeah i can't tell you how many times i've nearly thrown up by mistaking blue cheese for ranch Oh, someday, someday your right. palate will be refined enough for blue cheese dressing. <laughs> the most versatile condiment. What is the most versatile condiment you can put on anything? You can go for the, the vinegar hot sauce? Well, th- th- that would probably be up there for me, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I... I don't think I can think of a more versatile condiment unless we start getting into like, I mean, soy sauce, but you can't put it on everything. Um, yeah, I think I think the vinegar-based hot sauce is, is that for me. Condiment nobody has heard of that is awesome. Um, XO sauce. 
Uh, it's like a southern Chinese sauce that's like kind of fish based. It's usually like dried scallop and there's like vinegar and it's kind of a darker sauce. Um, I mean, it, what do you put it on? Any any noodle dish or like stir fry kind of situation. Um, I if if I know that a restaurant has XO sauce just like made in their kitchen, I'll ask for it because I think it really enhances almost any uh, almost any darker Chinese dish. Like I wouldn't put it on. I don't know. You wouldn't put it on like a sweet and sour situation. Although I also wouldn't order a sweet and sour situation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, XO sauce I really enjoy. Um, because of its fish characteristic too, like I would enjoy it with something like a takoyaki or like any kind of fried seafood. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, gochujang everybody's heard of, but I'm surprised neither of us has mentioned it yet. The like Korean kind of like, uh, chili paste sauce. Uh, really good flavoring agent. Um, I think it's a, a unique flavor. It is not, it's like in between maybe uh, sambal and um, what is it? sriracha, you know, kind of like yeah. meets those in the middle, I feel like. I would say mine, you may argue again, whether it's a condiment or not, Batarga, which ah, is a... Definitely not a condiment. It could be. Absolutely. You you grate it onto a pasta. So Parmesan cheese is a condiment? Yeah, I think so. Okay. If you're putting it on top of the pasta, absolutely, because you could eat it without it. All right, for the sake of time, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this go. <laughs> We've reached the for the sake of time <laughs> portion of the show. Let's let's take some comments here. Batarga, by the way, it's somewhat it's a very fishy kind of dried mullet roe. I think is what it is. You can have a pasta that's just batarga, which is unbelievable. I think you could. You could grate it onto any seafood pasta and enhance it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But you know what? Uh, I unfortunately came up with another omission now that now that we've expanded the rules for condiments. Hollandaise oh, no. sauce. Hollandaise is awesome and is not necessary for any dish, but enhances whatever you're putting it on. Just not available enough. It's hard to make, right? It's hard to make. Yeah, and I don't think you should ever buy a hollandaise sauce. You should probably always no. make it from scratch. Um, I mean, it's not hard to make it's hard to keep so the the problem with hollandaise i think for like a home cook is is needing to have that be like the last thing you whip up before you put it onto whatever you're cooking so it's yeah it's time consuming and time uh the time is a very big factor in in whether you're going to be able to have like a good hollandaise or not all right, let's get some yeah. comments here real quick. My buddy Dan Feldman, he of not caring for mul- melted cheese, but he did clarify to me later that he still really likes pizza without melted cheese on it. With like what, ricotta or something? I, I think just crust and sauce and other ingredients. Maybe put some meat on there. Man, the least important ingredient in pizza is the uh, red sauce. <laughs> uh, so he his number one is guacamole. Yeah. Which I would disagree on because I don't, it's, I like it most when it's not being, mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider it a condiment if you're actually like dipping chips into it necessarily. That's just the, it's just the dip. No, it's so. a dip. Yeah. Yeah. Not a condiment. I agree. Um, and I don't really care for, part of my avocado is being over. I don't really care for guac on things. Now, I guess if you're putting it on a burrito or something, then you got to pretty excited that. <laughs> uh, he also says the most underrated is garlic sauce, which is, yeah, that's pretty good. Garlic sauce? I think you could put, yeah, like a Papa John's pizza side, like basically just like a garlic butter sauce. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, man, you guys really stretch it on condiments, but okay. I suppose you dip into it. It's fine. Um... 
Okay. Uh, what other comments? What other comments do we have to? Um, I was pretty here? sad that Nate Westerman uh, put sour cream on his worst list. Oh yeah, I was hoping you would bring that up. Uh, because sour cream is a favorite of mine. Um, like how could it possibly be on your worst list? It's versatile again, and uh, it adds like a cooling effect. It's adding a texture. It's awesome. It it adds needed moisture to many a dish. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you to me a I, burrito is one of my favorite food, and I can't have a burrito without sour cream. No way. Yeah. Um, I think just putting it on top of basically anything Mexican is great. You can't have a baked potato without sour cream that's yeah that's just completely impossible put it on top of chili it's also really good there are many things that i just couldn't even eat without sour cream well it was actually close to my top three even like potato pancakes lockies you know like um yeah kind of it, it goes with a, a decent amount of fried foods i actually love it with the pork chop you know the applesauce and the sour cream with the pork chop um i i, I was disappointed in, in that being on anyone's worst list I mean, unless you're lactose intolerant. All right, uh, Justin... Then it's forgivable. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I can still take lactose. (laughs) Justin Lim says, Soy sauce is a bottom three condiment. It's a staple cooking ingredient, but if you are using it as a condiment, it is a sign you are eating bad Asian food. I kind of... I agree. Yeah. I I, I mentioned soy sauce earlier as, like, very versatile, but I do agree. I, I never add soy sauce to something that's a finished product. Like, that's not... I guess a little bit to some uh, some sushi sometimes, but yeah. If you have a if you have a stir fry that just doesn't have enough flavor, sometimes you just have to put it on there. But yeah, even but then, he's I right. That's because it's with a it. shitty version of a stir fry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I will say this too. I try to avoid using soy sauce on my sushi as much as possible as well. I do too, but I mean, you know, especially here in the Midwest, there's there's some sushi that like needs the soy sauce. Yeah, sometimes that's true. Yeah, mixing it in with the wasabi. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be good, but still, yeah, if you're really enjoying, yeah, if you go to one of the all-you-can-eat places that I used to frequent and low-key still do. <laughs> You might need a little bit of of soy sauce. But no, I I agree with him. Any other comments here we got to hit on? Um, you know, I thought I, a lot of what was said was like very agreeable. Um, I do have to shout out Nate Westerman one more time though with the hummus as a, as a condiment. Um, at, like hummus as a dip, I don't consider to be a condiment, but of course, once you put it into like a pita sandwich or you're spreading it on top of I don't know some sort of like flatbread or something you made, then it becomes a condiment, and I and I think it's it's worth mentioning uh, as long as it's decent. I've tried that. It's a little bit too dry for me as the thing that you are spreading onto the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, well, a, a lot of pre-made hummus uh, kind of sucks, too. So, like, you could doctor it up. Yeah. You can add a little olive oil and a little lemon slice to it, and, and now you've got yourself a condiment. Uh, got Jeremy McMillan is agreeing with us on ketchup, although he says that barbecue sauce should be used instead, which is, I think, where he's going to lose I us. think he's canceled out. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, we were we were going so well for for a moment there, Jeremy. <laughs> and then, oh man, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you know we haven't talked about sriracha at all. Yeah. No, we haven't. I, I mentioned it briefly. Eh, it's fine. Okay. I, that's actually something that I generally will only put on one thing, which is a banh mi. Hmm. And other than that, I don't. 
And I'll even, I like it so much on a bond me that I will, you know, you're liking a condiment when you're squirting it onto the individual fights. Yeah. Like me with mayonnaise. But other than that, I just, I don't care for it. I don't know if it's just the chili that they use. It's, it's just got a little bit of this weird flavor to it that no other chili sauce has. And I'm not sure what it is, but I find it too overwhelming for most foods and just gives me this like kind of weird taste in the back of my mouth that when I have it. So I'm not a huge fan of sriracha. Huh. Uh, if you start eating more pho, you can uh, add sriracha to your pho too. Maybe it'll just be a Vietnamese. I eat pho and I don't want, I eat pho and I don't want the sriracha in there because it's overwhelming the subtle flavors of a good beef broth. Um, I like sriracha a lot. Uh, I do use it in a lot of uh, Asian foods, but it, it it's just not up there with the like vinegar-based hot sauces for me. It's a little sweet, honestly, so it just doesn't have as many applications. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we're done here. We, we have gone through the condiment world. I'm sure we'll revisit the topic at some point. Oh, yeah. I would think. You, you, picked, you picked this one. I know, did, and then hated myself for it. <laughs> well, oh, because it's too hard. It was really difficult. One. I found this. I found this one extremely difficult. There are so many good condiments out there. Yeah, and you should all be using as many condiments as you possibly can. Yeah, at all times to enjoy most things. Is there anything that it's just not appropriate to put any kind of a condiment? Oh, that's a very good question. I hadn't. I hadn't uh, considered that. Um, steak. Like a, a really good steak? Sure. A really good steak, absolutely. Um, I mean, really... If it's, if it's like fatty, if it's fatty enough. Like a good ribeye. Yeah, and like a really um, kind of delicate and quality piece of raw fish, you know. Um, I, I would... I, if I'm at a, a sushi place where they are using, you know, zero frozen, live caught, really quality fish, I, I'm not putting any condiment on it. Not even wasabi. Um, yeah. Well, even usually though, if it's a good place, they'll put a little bit of soy sauce sure. and wasabi underneath the fish on top of rice. This, so this is they're, true. They're they're taking care of it for you, and if you go to the right place, they'll say, "Don't put any soy sauce on this one, please." Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, you know, and I'm even trying to lean into the world of sweets. Um. I can't really think of that many things that wouldn't be bettered by a condiment. <laughs> <laughs> at least for a couple of bites just to vary it up oh yeah to, oh i i I, I tend to try to uh eat everything uh, at least a couple bites without any condiments before i decide oh i'm gonna go in and you know start doctoring this situation um totally yeah this is a very good question I mean, any kind of like, like i'm failing yeah. at well, any of these like tasting menu, super elaborate type of things, obviously you can't ask for a condiment there. You just, then you're just eating it exactly the way the chef intended, but just for a normal food that you're ordering at a normal restaurant yeah, or that you're eating at home. Yeah. Condiments are good. Yeah. All, pretty much the, their nature is uh, what makes them so important. They, they better the foods that they are added to. Condiments are good. You heard it here first. And if you'd like to get more of these sorts of unique insights, <laughs> subscribe to this podcast. There's a link in this description. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel where my brother, but not Liv's brother, Ethan, is <laughs> is pr providing lots of additional aspects, like the some photos, some graphics, some music. Yeah. It's pretty funny, actually. The guys, did, did you watch the tater tot segment from last week? No, actually, I haven't had a chance. Oh, to it's great! You gotta, you gotta watch it because the stock photo he found for the typical person who would say, "Let's get the tots." <laughs> 
<laughs> was amazing. Oh. He, he just he stereotyped what you were talking about so perfectly. It is awesome. That's that's what you can get on our YouTube channel. There's a link to that in the description as well. <laughs> and we'll talk to y'all probably in two weeks here because we're gonna be in Austin together next weekend. Yeah. We'll talk to y'all then.